Welcome to Two Guys and a Wedding, the podcast where two people prepare themselves for an upcoming wedding using the only educational material they understand, movies. I'm Chris. And I'm Joshua. Uh, Chris, it's finally yes. happening. We're finally doing it. This, we've we're finally to, doing this. We're ta- we've talked about this project, you know, this epic project for, for quite some time. Years. For years even. I, th- I think it was in the ba- on the back burner for years. We've been talking about this, but it's only till now we've matured young men. We can finally bring this idea to fruition. What's, give us some background here. What, what's going on? I'll say, so basically we have a couple of friends who are getting married. Nameless friends. We don't need to go into who. Nameless. They're why. nameless for now. Or why they're getting married. Like, or why they're getting married. Personal reasons. Yeah. <laughs> and we, their wedding isn't about, what, nine months from now? And I think that we decided that, hey, look, we want to be the best wedding guests possible mm-hmm. i am also the best man but we'll we'll get into that later okay i don't want to get into it but continue please uh, <laughs> uh oh no already co- conflict um and we were like you know what? what's what's the best way to prepare for this wedding what's the best way to prepare as guests and i think it's just to to watch as many wedding movies as possible and take what lessons we can from those movies right that's right chris yeah and i think that that's that's where this sort of uh, the original idea of this came from, and I think that's that's the plan. Watch a movie. You see, I actually feel I came up with this idea first, just because of how much I wanted to watch The Wedding Planner. I was like, Chris, sure. I need to watch Wedding Planner. I don't know why. I don't understand where this is coming from, but like, I need to do this. And then you formed you called the idea. me at three a.m. <laughs> and you were like, I've been thinking about The Wedding Planner, and I need to Non-stop. watch this movie. Not Geely, not Made in Manhattan, um, but Wedding Planner. Wedding Planner, J-Lo's the finest. best of J Lo's movies. I'm actually I don't, I haven't watched that many J Lo movies. If I'm being honest with you, and I, I want you to be honest about your J Lo. I will always be honest. Yeah, always be honest on this podcast. So we watch this movie. Uh, this is the the kind of kickoff. This is the punt, so to speak, uh, to see uh, how how we go about this. Chris, how did you enjoy your time with Wedding Planner 2001, starring uh, Jennifer Lopez and of course Mr. Matthew McConaughey? All right, so you know, I've never seen this movie, but I guess I've seen the I've seen the like Eminem part before. <laughs> you know, honestly, the the movie in general, it was fine. It was good. I didn't love it, didn't hate it. It didn't have a lot of like the the rom-com tropes that I normally don't like. It did have the big rom-com trope that I always think is weird. Where no one says something as soon as someone says, "You're getting engaged." And he's like, "Why don't you tell them that you're not getting engaged?" Okay, that yeah, that first of all, that big rom-com trope need that that was a bad one that it has but um i'm actually referring to the fact that like they're kind of they're just like kind of cheating on their spouse all the time <laughs> oh no no i will give the movie that much credit because at least jennifer lopez is shooting so the the plot of the movie is this wedding planner she's got it all together she's you know in a successful wedding planner agency or whatever she's great at it but her love life you know it ain't perfect she ain't got no one special she meets this dude who saves her life and we'll get into that and then she's like, oh, head over, falling head over heels for him. But then it turns out, oh, no, he's the groom of the wedding that I'm planning. Oh, no. And also, he's a cheating fuckboy, evidently. He is. You know what, though? I gave him a little bit of credit at the top, though, where I was like, he saved someone's life. He's maybe a little handsy with J-Lo. I'm like, come yes, on, Matthew. Yes, uh, 1,000%. A little handsy. He's losing so his medical a, license. He's definitely going to lose that. <laughs> he just takes her into the hospital. You know, does he charge her? Does he look up her insurance? I have no idea. It's all but very he, much on the down low. Yeah, it's under the table. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I don't even want to talk about the ethics that, like, <laughs> if you're a children's doctor, are you allowed? Like, 
can you just work on whoever like I, I the ethics of that aside i'm not sure but um to be fair though he does kind of get like tricked into a date that he wasn't necessarily no, he is not for. tricked that that's the thing okay so like her best friend character is like you should come to the movies with us or whatever he doesn't mention that he's engaged he doesn't mention that he has a significant other and he goes on this date that's very clearly a setup from the best friend because the best friend is, is just making up this idea that oh we'll just go all together and then they she immediately ditches them I'm like, this guy knows what he's doing. He a thousand percent knows what he's doing. He's not later in the movie. Yeah. Later in the movie, I agree with you because he does establish later that he's like, I was, I was having strange feelings, you know, (laughs) but, uh, I was feeling strange uh, things. I was unsure if I wanted to get married, you know, (laughs) she wasn't very cool. (laughs) Although, uh, he says that is C O double O L cool. Yeah. C double O L. (laughs) That's his whole vibe. And, I I think that like yeah later on he's like totally a fuck boy. She jumps bef- between being like this lovely perfectionist to just like having a, an emotional breakdown within like seconds. I mean, this is, a, this like, is a very tough emotional situation to be in. Uh, but I will say again to her credit, she immediately calls Matthew McConaughey out immediately on all that shit. She's like, "You went on a date with me. We danced. We were in the rain. You were going to kiss me, and you were engaged the whole time." To which he yeah. just goes like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> I want to say just before we continue, his intro is fantastic. Just like hanging out by a car. You obviously know he's going to have some major connection. He's to in the, the background. Case. He's in the foreground of the shot just walking by eating an apple or some shit like that. And he's just duding around and then he appears. It's, it's awesome. And he just saves her, which is, by the way, crazy that J. Lowe was like, I'm going to risk my fucking life for this shoe which wouldn't be hit by the yeah it's a stiletto but it probably would have been fine like the (laughs) the the garbage thing would have rolled over it like it's a stiletto if you had removed your foot from the shoe you would have been able to get a better angle to pick it up out of the storm drain but you know the street is gross so you don't want to put your bare foot on that you know she she weighed the the risks and the reasons and she made a good call i think Later on, too, a young Tarantino-esque child notes that she has incredibly clean I was going to say, is this a fucking Tarantino film now? Is this, yeah, is this her, her feet are on? forefront of the shot. It's very weird. It's a perfectly framed uh, foot shot of J-Lo. All right, but not to get too bogged down in the details here, <laughs> but basically the overall plot of this movie is that she meets this guy. He seems incredible. They share like a very romantic evening together, and then she finds out that the person that she went out with or the person she had this night with is the fiance of her biggest client ever. The biggest account. This. They even call it a fucking account. Yeah. That's her account. This account. Yeah. And this very reminiscent of Mad Men or Mad Men's very reminiscent of the wedding planner, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, she has know. a very dawn like pitch uh, to this family at this other wedding that she invites him to. First of all, that's incredibly unprofessional. She invites this big client to a wedding, like a couple of different weddings that she's also planning and like to get a taste. Currently like, doing. This, this is my production. This is who I this am. This is my production. Yeah. This is what I do. Which if I was, if I was at that wedding, if I was a bride or a groom at that wedding, I'd be kind of pissed that she did that. Where it's like, who they, the fuck they, they do have a line to their credit of like the, the mother-in-law is like drinking wine. It's like, you can't do this. We're not guests here. And then they just fucking wave it off. It's like, I guess they're rich. They can do whatever they want. Everybody's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, like the the gr- the bride or whatever, the bride to be, um, she also seems kind of cool. I thought they were gonna do the normal thing where she turns out to be like a maniac or whatever, but she ends up being like kind of decent. So let's go through the notes here, uh, just chronologically through the movie. Anything that stood out to you? <laughs> 
because really what we're what we're trying to dive into here is what can we take from this movie for the upcoming wedding? What can we draw as good movie as good uh, guests from this movie? Let me tell you, second one, Chris, is the beautiful fucking one shot tracking shot. Of Jayla, that was one shot of Jayla like walking through this wedding. Everything's orchestrated. She's fixing up people, saying hi to the. Hey, can I get to Quadrant Twelve? I got, I got to deal with a Dark Tower in Quadrant Twelve. She's saying hi to Judy Greer. She's like moving people over here. She's operating cameras. That was all one shot. It was beautiful. It was like yeah. fucking True Detective over here. So I was gonna a, say, move aside, Children of Men, get the fuck out. Wedding Planner did it first. When they were shooting that episode of True Detective with Matthew McConaughey, I think he like literally leaned over to the director and was like, hey, uh, I did this little film called The Wedding Planner, and we were able to do a single shot in that movie. And that was that's where they got the idea from, was The Wedding Planner. Uh, yeah, they had a, a multi-camera shot set up that day. It was like, hold on, I got an idea. <laughs> All right. I'm calling up my friend J-Lo. She reminded me. Get rid of the extra cameras, my man. <laughs> also, at the, in the opening wedding, too... <laughs> I know they're establishing that they're like this is like high profile wedding planners, but mm-hmm. one of the like the background people, the way they talk is so funny to me. Like one of the people, one of the her assistant, literally when she like moving the woman with the big hair at the beginning, the dark she tower. turns the uh, yeah yeah dark tower. She which is foreshadowing to another Matthew McConaughey movie. <laughs> she literally says to the other guests, "Enjoy the wedding from way back here." What the fuck? Like you're you're planning this wedding and you're shitting on the guests at the back of the room. Fuck you, like. It's an insane thing to say to guests. The guests uh, are incidental. This is this is a business transaction, Chris. You got to get on JLo's level, okay? Oh yeah, she's Queen B. I mean, literally another guest turns, sees her in the rafters, and goes, "Look, there's the wedding planner." Yeah, it's As like she's a fucking like, superhero. It's like that's the goddamn wedding planner, and that's what she oh, says yeah. to the father of the groom in that scene. It's like that's the stinger of the entire intro of the movie. It's like, "Who are you?" It's like, "I'm the wedding planner, motherfucker." Yeah. So she, we obviously we establish. I think I think in total, what is there five different weddings in this movie? <laughs> yeah, and we uh, we establish that she's good at her job. She's the best at her job, in fact. And this is a big time wedding planning firm, which is a thing that I am unsure of if that exists. Like I always <laughs> imagine wedding planners as being more like independent contractors. Free. Yeah, they're independent contractors, and they have connections to a bunch of like freelancers or companies themselves. Well, at this Re- level, Chris, this is a whole another level. I think is what we what we need to understand. You know, it's like there's there's weddings, there's independent contractors, and then there's the the triple A tier, you know, the best of the right. best, which JLo has albered her way into. And she's going to try to become a partner with this new account. She's like, hey, I'm the best. You don't got no money without me with this account. I'm going to become a partner of this agency of this not ad agency this firm, <laughs> this firm. Yes. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and it's also funny that she. This firm is big enough that they're like, well, you bring in five times as much as the rest of the people <laughs> here, but we probably can't consider you for partner. It's like, who else is a partner at this firm? What else? What is everybody doing here? Yeah. Where, what's the four names on the door? I want to see that. Is it even but called I, anything? Do we know what it's called? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we get a name, but you know is what? Is it called Cooper Draper Price? All right. So obviously they have that tension between the two of them. Next thing to note, I guess it's like a big scene. Like I, I don't really remember this movie when it came out, but the dance class reveal where it's like, <laughs> oh, Matthew McConaughey is the fiance. And then for some reasons, like I know this is a dance class because I actually personally suck at dancing, but you need to dance with my fiance. <laughs> 
Every, yeah, I got to take this phone call, which I can't get service. One of my favorite reason. tropes of like, no, no, no. You go hang out with my fiance. You go dance with my fiance. You go plan my wedding with my fiance. You go fuck my fiance. No, go, go, go. It's like, yeah, she's surprised this didn't work out. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So they, they do their dance class, which is a actually a genuinely good scene. I liked it. Um, their little fight because they established earlier that they're both, you know, pretty decent dancers. And so now they're in this dance class, which is for amateurs, but they're just killing it in this room mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. dance, like as a well, it's team. Their, it's like their natural chemistry, you know. They're, they're so good together. They are good together. When people and are destined to be together, they're really, really good at ballroom dancing, just immediately. Well, but here's my first thing now. Should we take dance classes? Because <laughs> is that a big deal at weddings? I mean, like I've been to a few weddings, and I'm like, should I have been the one who controls the dance floor? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like... The weddings I go to, you know, I, I can goofy dance. That's like my whole, that's my <laughs> brand. I'm a good silly dancer. People love it. They get into it. And, you know, when I was a kid going to weddings, I was like high energy on the dance floor as a lot of kids are and mm-hmm. older adults feed off of that kind of thing. Um, so I don't know. I Maybe I do. I want to be like a killer dancer out there. The guy who like, like rolls up his sleeves and then does the wor- the worm on the dance floor prote- or <laughs> the opposite direction as we see with the uh, ballroom dance. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. I mostly or tango. Just, I mostly just go for Elaine Bennett's from Seinfeld's little kicks. That's my move. You know. Oh yeah, little kicks. It, it always, you know, it's a callback. It's referential. It's it's really sexy. So yeah, that's what that's what I do typically. I think I I usually I'm I'm good at moving my hips, and I think that that's like a that's like that's a a curveball for a lot of people. <laughs> who are like he knows how to dance because he can move his hips to the beat. Like that's just that's the whole vibe that people <laughs> want. And uh, so maybe I should stick with that, but. In the back of my mind, I'm like, maybe I should take a dance class. Yeah, let's let's go know. take ballroom dancing lessons with all the fucking teens arranging their cotillions. And uh... <laughs> we should go join a cotillion, and that's how we should learn <laughs> as, a, as a as a pregame for the wedding. It's like, okay, yeah. this is how you're supposed to act. This is how you're supposed to ballroom dance and and walk down aisles. Oh God, have you been to a cotillion? Have you done that? I did. I've, I did cotillion when I was little. More yeah. than one, two? Is it, is there? Is it like, do you go to more than one? Is it like one person's cotillion or is it just the cotillion? Cotillion is like a, a semester of classes for like a proper cotillion. I did a dance only cotillion when I was much younger. And then I did a dance and etiquette cotillion when I was a little bit older. Oh, God. So, you know, and um, it'd be a little bit older still, like middle school, I guess. But it was like a semester's worth of classes twice a month or something like that. I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't every week, but it was something like that. Were there tests? Were you tested on shit? There weren't tests. Like they were grading me as far as I remember, but there were like, we're going to teach you this. We're going to teach you this. We're going to teach you this. Then there's going to be a small culmination of all those things. And then we're going to teach you a new set of things. And at the very end, it was the total culmination of everything that you learned. Um, and I remember having a huge crush on uh, this one girl there. And I was like always hoped I'd get paired with her. And we did get paired more often <gasps> than not, which is kind of cool. Which did make me wonder if like the teachers were like taking stock of which kids had good chemistry. Because I was like, how come? Like <laughs> thinking that, I mean, back. Th- that, that's the background of that like whole thing though, right? Is that it, it was back when people got matched up pre-wedding as we see in this movie is that it was it was like the pre-wedding arrangement of like oh yes christopher will be marrying your daughter stacy in the next year yeah i guess i i mean it's the stakes were so much lower for like <laughs> me at cotillion but I, I you know I, I think about that woman now sometimes i'm like whatever happened to you whatever you what did you do after cotillion what, our what special night like? at cotillion that we sh- shared together didn't that mean everything to you yeah, I mean, I'm, I stay up at night just staring at the ceiling, wondering. 
Anywho, ballroom classes, maybe. We're going to check that off as next to a maybe. Maybe I should do it. We'll, we'll Maybe, but good scene in this movie. I like it. I like that they have a little, a little fight in that moment. They're fight um, dancing. They're, they're fight sexy dancing. Fight sexy dancing. they're and, arguing uh, with each other while they're like, oh, you said this, and they're, they're looking cool while they're doing it. And Fran, who is the fiance, or the, uh, yeah, yeah, fiance, she doesn't have any, like, if I was that fiance, I'd be like, what the hell is going on here? There's so much tension for no reason. <laughs> And, like, if she even took a peek at them dancing, she'd be like, what the hell is going on? Like, you've never met each other before. Red flags flying. But you guys she, stared at each that. other a long time when I, intro- quote, unquote, introduced you to each other. It's almost as if you know each other. What's going on? For the rest of the movie, most of it takes place with J-Lo and Matthew McConaughey, tr- like, getting to know each other and, like, hashing things out over the course of a few weeks while they, like, organize the wedding and they, like, go to these different venues to pick like flowers and stuff. One of the venues though is statues. And this is not something I'm aware of as a wedding trope where it's like, Oh yeah, we got to pick the statues for the wedding. Like I, that I was like, that's so contrived. I don't understand I mean, unless I'm completely wrong. Like, but. I guess it's cause they're a super mega rich family that needs to adorn a park. Cause the wedding takes place at a park. Ultimately they finally, I think choose that as the venue. And so, yeah, statue picking J-Lo does seem like that's that's a normal occurrence in her line of work. Um, I, 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 I was very interested to see that the statue uh, store, so to, so to say, had a security guard just walking around. I think he had a gun just at the statue store. Well, this brings uh, you know what? It's good that you brought that up because this brings me to my next point. What is he doing there? Is he there to stop people from stealing these statues? And... If so, like, how would he not be able to notice? Because a lot of the, the comedy in this movie, because this is a rom-com, so there is comedy. Romantic it's very, comedy. It's very slapsticky, and it hasn't aged well. And one of the moments is, like, he accidentally knocks over this marble or whatever granite statue. Mm-hmm. Very expensive. By bumping, bumping into it. And then they, like, have to, like, catch it, and they have to, pull, like, put it back up or whatever. But you know what? That statue would be like 900 pounds. Yeah. He wouldn't be able to knock it over by bumping into it. You and God like, knows he would never. You can hear the the actual like p- hollow plastic sound of it. Like in the, in the foreground of the audio. Like I can tell this weighs nothing. Yeah. And he's like throwing it around and he like <laughs> brings it back up. And it's like, what is this cheap piece of shit? And of course, in a hilarious twist, they, they oh. knock the penis over. Hi, or knock the penis the off. The penis of the stone statue. This is like, you know. Greek-looking, old-world, beautiful, naked man statue. The penis is has cut off. It's, it's cut off. He castrated the statue, which is and not I, accurate. I am, which is not accurate because the whole shaft is gone, not just the testicles. That he's is, mutilated he's, the statue. Yes, really, he's, he's been dismembered. Is what I was. And I'm, I'm barely laughing. I'm rolling over. My sides <laughs> hurt while I'm watching this. I'm barely laughing because I'm like, this is gold. Because yeah, you this think you think that they're in the clear because they had the statue back up. Boom, we're done. The statue's perfect, but oh no, the penis is gone. What are we no. going to do? And just when I thought the hilarity would end, it doesn't. It continues. With the penis now, it's like, oh, he's got to glue the penis back on. Which I, I, with a quick note, Chekhov's uh, crazy glue. They show you the crazy glue in the beginning of the film, and then she has the crazy glue to glue the penis back on. There you go. Chekhov's glue. But then also Chekhov's penis, which <laughs> never pays off. Because she, at the end, when he gets like the heat, the penis or whatever, they like they can't glue it back on. It gets glued to his hand. She unglues it from his hand. He's like, "Do you want to keep this?" And she like puts it into her purse. <laughs> it never comes up again. So she just like has this marble penis. Yeah, I thought she was like, gonna like throw it at the bride to stop her from marrying Matthew McConaughey or something like that. 
Where's the deleted or scene? Or something. Where's the payoff? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe there's a bunch of deleted scenes. Well, I'll look into that. We'll we'll figure that out if that's the case. I would love to know. So that that's the the, the statue scene that I just I have no idea. I'm like, there's no way people are not buying ice statues. That is a trope mm-hmm. in like wedding movies. That's there's true. Like a, yeah. An ice statue. Fondue but. fondue stations. You know, I'll take that. Now, before we get to the end, though, I do want to bring up a character that we haven't even mentioned yet, oh boy. which is, well, two characters, actually. <laughs> so, J-Lo's father is involved in this movie. He's, like, this old uh, Italian. Italian man. Yes. And he was, like, really wanting her to get married, and he's he just, like, you know, you're, you've been alone for so long, you got to get married. They're also in a Scrabble League together. Good, good world-building detail there. Yeah, it's it's where they do all the exposition exposition at the top of the movie is this over the Scrabble game where they establish that J Lo is actually really smart and really good at Scrabble, <laughs> like way better than these old people. And the father says, "You know what? Do you remember this boy from your childhood? Well, I I'm sending you guys up to get married." And in comes this like comedic Italian character named Massimo who is ready to get married to J Lo out of the gate, and he's like involved throughout the movie here and there as like this weird like dated Italian stereotype comic relief. He has goggles around his neck, which I was very confused about until it was a bit later revealed that he drives a scooter that he uses. The I knew for. there were moped goggles. I knew I did not know goggles. that. I just thought it was like a weird post nineties thing. It was like, Oh, this guy's crazy. He's got goggles around his neck. Why does he have them? Who knows? No, Massimo drives a, a vet moped, for which sure. also like, or a Vespa, okay, Vespa. The, the moment we see him after he's first introduced at the Scrabble club meeting, uh, we see him randomly at a vineyard with the other characters that he just appears at. And I was so confused. Like, does he have a car? Was he driven here? Like, he, he literally jumps out of a bush to surprise them. And then they do pay that off later. It's like, oh, he does have a scooter. And those are also what the goggles are for. So thank you, movie. You very elegantly executed. You had me intrigued, and then you paid it off. I, I want to mention Massimo because I actually think, so later on in the movie, Matthew McConaughey, it's, it's the winning day between... Uh, Matthew McConaughey. I love how we're not using his character's name. McConaughey. It's just Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, yeah. McConaughey <laughs> and Fran. It's their wedding day. He takes Fran's already expressed that she doesn't want to get married to this guy. And then J Lo very unwisely t- tells her, "No, marry that guy." Um, J Lo is a liar who will do anything for that bottom dollar. Yeah, she she lies to her about what things that he said to convince her to marry, which she has done previously, evidently before to her other clients. Yeah, she's she's terrible. She's, she's actually a, a terrible morally person. Morally corrupt. Yeah, we need to understand yeah. that. I, I I feel like we just glossed over that. She's a complex character. She bets on other clients' divorces to, to like accurately too, and she like yeah. gets money for it. You know, terrible person. You're right. No, again, the yeah. parallels between her and Don Draper <laughs> are so stark because he sells cigarettes, fully knowing the damage that they do to people. He knows that they're unhealthy. But he sells those cigarettes. She knows the damage she's causing. They're both she selling the anyway. lies. They're both selling the lie, you know, to ma- American lie, society. Yeah. And there's a great scene where someone confronts J-Lo about that. And J-Lo says, there's no conspiracy. <laughs> the universe is indifferent to your wedding. She says to him. Well, so. man, why would you have to say that about my wedding? <laughs> You're like, J-Lo, you can't go out there. She says, no, you can't. And then she walks and she out. She puts on after... a fedora really quick. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fantastic. One of the high points of the film. Really. So she, she tell, uh, Fran expresses these feelings, and on their actual wedding day, Matthew McConaughey takes her out for a little walk and says, "Like, why do you want to marry me?" And they just have a realization between the two of them that they're actually not right for each other and they shouldn't get married. Mm-hmm. Which, again, to a positive point for this movie, that's pretty cool. That progressive like, even for the time. Yeah, it's progressive for the time because in my mind, I was like. 
what is she going to do? She there, There's like a hint of it earlier. I'm like, what is she going to do that's going to be so monstrous that it gives Matthew McConaughey an out? Mm-hmm. Because that's what the audience wants is like for this wedding not to work out. Oh, I think she's it, such a corporate girlfriend. Nobody likes her. Yeah. Except earlier they established that, in fact, he was the bookworm and she was the cool one in college. Yeah, that was a very interesting bit of character building exposition for Fran is that she was a bookie at UC Berkeley. She literally took bets of like... I assume out of cockfights, uh, knife fights, football games, whatever. Who knows? You, yeah, yeah. Who knows how deep that goes? But she was a gambling lord, and uh, which again it makes her so much cooler than Matthew McConaughey's <laughs> character. Like I, I don't know. Like again, it's that, like she, that isn't a joke, by the way. That is actual exposition in the film. Is that she was a bookie? Yeah, and. Uh, he says, like, you know, we've grown apart. We're, like, two different people or whatever. Which, honestly, she's become way more similar to him. So, I don't know where that's coming from. Oh, where strange. she's, like, has a business, like, really settled down. Mm-hmm. And so, it gives him an out. But it did make me wonder. Because, like, a lot of these movies have that trope going on where, like, something horrific happens. Where, like, she's such a monstrous bride mm-hmm. that She it, like, cheats on him or something like that. Yeah. He, yeah. She cheats on him or he, he, she, he, she finds out he's cheated on her or whatever. Something horrible happens. But it made me wonder, like, what would have to happen at your wedding? Let's say you're getting married. What would your bride have to do for you to call it off, like, moments before the wedding? Like, we're not even going to talk about it. Let's see. Um, murder, yeah, she, like, does something. Murder would be a good one. Um, it would have to be murder? That seems like such an extreme. I mean, like, I, I like, picked obviously. one. You asked me to pick one. That, that is one. Well, I mean, like, I'm, what's the minimum, I guess, is the, more, the, more Okay, the bare minimum. I mean, this is... Because she could, like, commit mass genocide and be like, well, wedding's off, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, hold obviously. on. Let me think about that for a second. Mm, maybe. Maybe we can, maybe maybe. We can make this work out. Well, because it is her wedding. There's a lot of stress. I get it. But what would she have to do at minimum? Minimum, because like getting upset mm-hmm. if if your if your partner was getting really upset during the wedding day because it's like very stressful. I think I give them a pass for the most part. Yeah, like you know, because it's like, what are you gonna do? This is like a tough day. Emotions are high, but there's like a line that they're gonna cross at some point. It sounds and like think, you have something in mind. Like, do you have one? Well, I was thinking like, what would they have to do? I was thinking like, a, 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 say like an older person's at the wedding and they're like trying to calm her nerves and she shouted at this old woman. I'm like, yeah, that probably would <laughs> be distasteful, but that probably wouldn't break it. Uh-huh. And then I was like, what would she have to do? And I'm like, well, ma- maybe she like she pushes that if old she, woman. <laughs> well, I was going to say if she like struck that old woman, oh my God. I think that that might be, <laughs> but I mean like not even just like a little bit, like a shove is one thing. I might be like, whoa, whoa, honey, like calm down. But if she like full backhanded this old lady oh from like the left side of her hip, old the way up to the sky just like full on backhand slaps this old woman and this old woman goes down hard (laughs) like she hits the floor hard in one shot and all she said was something like it's okay everything's gonna be fine i'll take care of it she just backhands i like to think in my stage of this relationship with this person i would know they were capable and, and would like and would do that in this kind of situation at this point but, but if you didn't know that, didn't and you know, saw if this that. was the first time, that's not even the worst of what they're capable of, I'm sure. So yes, that's a hard. Let's let's call this off right here, right now. So you're calling it off because you're like, in the future, maybe it gets worse. I think that like, even if it doesn't get worse than that, that might be the line. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You just you took out like an old woman with a single strike, <laughs> and I do, I'm not sure. I think that would even if I were to get over that in the moment, I think that it would taint the entire day for yeah, me. Yeah, of course. Where I think back and be like, you're going to be taking she, photos of how about your reaction to that for the rest of your life that are going to last the rest of your life. Exactly. 
Right. And I'd be like, she hospitalized an old woman. And I, I don't know if I can love you after that. And it would be tough. So maybe that's the line. I think that everything up to that, I could forgive to a certain degree. But even like a little shove. Even if she just like shoved her <laughs> she a little bit. Maybe, a little bit. She, a little shove. A schoolyard like, okay. shove to the 70-year-old woman. Yeah, I think that'd be okay. But a full, full on backhand, I think. Even like a, a, even like a forehand slap, I might kind of forgive. <laughs> <laughs> but a backhand, I don't know, because that's so intentional. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't misconstrue that. But yes, uh, the, their breakup is is fairly amicable. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, nothing like that happens. Although like, that was Bra- uh, Bradley Cooper, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Excuse me, McConaughey does have like a weird caveat of just like, hey, tell me you love me, and we'll go get married right now. Like, dude, I mean, you don't love her very much. Like, you shouldn't, like, put this all on her at the last second. Well, I think he says, give me a reason, like, that you love me. Yeah, I guess. But I feel like he's expressed up to this point that he has enough reasons to not love her, you know, in terms of, like, he's just so emotionally wanting a connection with J-Lo. I mean, he's putting the emotional weight of that decision completely on this woman. Yes, exactly. does not see it coming. Not entirely progressive on that front. But they do discuss things, so that is nice. Good for them. No, I mean, she has, like, kind of a little freak out about, like, you're not dumping me on my wedding day. And then has the realization yeah, later. I thought that, that was going like... to be it. I thought that was that was it. But then they do, like, sit side by side together on a rock. And he caringly uh, gets a taxi for her that she you know, is, is happy about. So, so good for them. He sends her off on their honeymoon, so she gets a little bit of a vacay, which is nice. But wait a second. He never tells her the truth about what was going on. So fuck him. Never mind. He never is I like, don't. <laughs> also, I've been hanging out with J-Lo this whole time, and uh, I have real... He actually loves her, because an hour later, he's saying, I'm in love with her. He falls in love with right. someone else. That would have been a detail that I would have wanted wanted to know, if we're being, if we're being honest at that point together. Like, shit. Well, know. do you think you'd really say that right then in the moment? Like, that would just destroy this poor woman. Like, Does she deserve to know, Chris? Does she deserve, she deserves to know. to know, but maybe right time, right place kind of thing. I mean, it's tough after you just called off the wedding. Like, I don't know how much you do need to dump on a person's plate emotionally. That's true. Especially after she has agreed that, like, you know, we're not right for each other. Last thing you want to do is be like, oh, by the way, I'm completely in love with another person. And then just run. Was he cheating on her, Chris? Was he cheating on her? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say. Emotionally, for sure. Yeah. Emotionally, for sure. There was no physical contact besides the dance, dancing and saving of life, which was too much physical contact. The saving of life part. Um, I don't know. It's early in the movie, and he saves her life. I don't know. Listen, I'm I just saying, is it happily ever after for J Lo and McConaughey? Maybe not. I'd say be careful. Yeah, who knows? I mean, we don't see them get married, which I think is kind of cool. Where it's like they're gonna take it kind of slow, I guess, and not just jump into something. No epilogue. Yeah, no epilogue in, in this film, which I was a little bit disappointed by. Like, does why not a smash cut to their wedding or something like that? Or maybe Judy Greer plans her wedding and she's the head honcho now, or something like that. Something, yeah, to just to tie it all together. I think maybe they were thinking like, "Oh, wedding planner two. So anyway, it it, it ends, two? it cuts to black, and then it there's this beautiful like uh, cursive word that says the end as it's like being drawn out. And I was for some reason I was like, "Are they gonna put a question mark at the end of this? <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna put a question mark at the fucking end of this wedding planner thing that they had? The they should have they wedding should planner have. cinematic universe planned years before Marvel. She's been able to plan every wedding, but her own." I think, though... I speak in my language. So, at the exact same time that she's having... Uh, or that Matthew McConaughey and Fran are having their winning thing go down, Massimo now has officially... <laughs> Back to Massimo, a, the real protagonist. Massimo, the real Massimo, character the of this film. Unsung hero of this movie. He has this uh, moment where he actually 
proposes for real to for real for real. For real, for real. She says okay, but in she a way, she literally like says super okay. She doesn't say yes. She says she spells out the word okay on a Scrabble board, and he takes it as enthusiasm through the roof. And they they get engaged, and everyone, all the old people that she hangs out with, are like super. She excited has a squad about of it. old people, by the way. It's it's the yeah. it's the Scrabble club. Like they roll deep. There's like five. Yeah, of them. OPS. They call the OPS <laughs> old people squad, and they are all happy for her and she goes at the exact same same time that she's having his wedding she's having a courthouse wedding with just massimo and like her father and some of these old people and when the judge or whatever asks does anybody have any objections literally everybody in the room except for massimo objects being like you don't seem happy you seem really sad we don't want you to get married this is a big mistake i did like that that pop-off because all the old people are looking at each other to to say it like somebody's got to say it somebody's gonna say it and then the dad does say like wait wait hold on don't do it and then the other two old people are like oh thank god oh man they shouldn't do this no but that's so fucked up though because they were all there for the proposal and then she hesitated like crazy and didn't seem into it then and they all celebrated and acted like that was a good thing what they all wait to change their mind right then and there at the ones if ones if she ignored them like she didn't have enough time to think about it like, that'd be insane they, they waited too long <laughs> uh and also just as a side note this is something that always this is a huge rom-com like wedding movie trope mm-hmm. but whenever somebody asks are there any objections somebody says i object it's always along the lines of something emotional where it's like, I object because I'm actually in love with you or I object because you shouldn't marry this man. That objection is actually for like legal things. Like if the person's already married or if they're uh, uh, like underage or something. Does that exist? It's not just so. Because I feel like I, oh, I've, I've been to a couple of weddings. I don't think I ever hear that line in real life. IRL. I think they have removed it for the sake of like, because again, like the, I think the idea of that line originally is that are there any legal grounds <laughs> on which these people can't get married? Are there any legal not, representatives here to interrupt this service? Exactly. Yeah. No? It's not about okay. like, uh, is anybody here actually in love with the bride or the groom? <laughs> Speak now. Like, that's not what that moment is. Take your is. shot. Shoot your shot right now at this wedding. And, th- and then it fails and then, well, good, good job. Good job anyway. <laughs> at, least yeah, you, so I, at least you did it. Th- that, that part, it's like, it's nuts, whatever. So she doesn't end up getting married to Massimo, and she runs away out of the courthouse or whatever. Matthew McConaughey shows up at the courthouse looking for her. Yes, after he has amicably ended his wedding day with his bride-to-be. Yeah, he finds out that she's about to get married. He goes there to, like, stop it or say something or whatever, and they're all like, no, 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 she's not in love with me or whatever. She Or, yeah, Massimo's like, she she's in love with this uh, a Steve, a Steve, <laughs> he keeps saying. He's got a very strange Italian accent. And uh, is Steve the doctor? And he then helps Matthew McConaughey to go find her. And I have to say, like, Massimo is such a good sport. He's, like, in love with this woman. He's proposed to her. She's turned him down. And he's still like, you know what? I'm going to drive you to her. So I'm she gonna can be drive the guy that she is le- not marrying me for to her. Yeah. And, like, she's going to be happier with you. Is Steve the doctor? Also, she's gonna be happier with you. It's, it's important to note the way Matthew McConaughey gets to the courthouse is via a taxi. And who is the taxi driver of that of said taxi? It's the guy that almost killed JLo in the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. At the very beginning of the movie, the, she gets stuck on this manhole cover and a taxi, a distracted driver. He's eating a vanilla ice cream cone. Yeah. And he hits a bump. Drops the ice cream. He's messing with it on his seat, and he bumps into a 
uh, garbage. It circumvents your expectations because I thought this guy is just going to accidentally hit her or almost hit her. But instead he hits a garbage uh, like uh, bin that then rolls down a hill that's going to hit her. It's like, wow, this movie's this movie's making moves I can't predict. I know. I I thought that she was going to get hit, too. And then she'd like come to and Matthew McConaughey's there looking at her. Or something. So did this um, like, driver plan all this? Potentially. Potentially. Put that, put that under theories. We're going to pack that one away for now. He also spills his, like, eating an ice cream cone while he's driving. And he, like, drops the ice cream on his seat. And he, like, scrapes it up onto the cone and starts eating <laughs> it again. On the vital which, seat, he tries to scrape it back into the cone to reform the spherical form of it. Which is disgusting. <laughs> like, that is disgusting. But I feel like Why as he's doing he it, that? he's trying to eat it at the same time. Like, he scoops it up towards his mouth, licks it, then puts it back on the seat again. Oh, I hated it's it. Beautiful. I, I abs- absolutely hated but it. But apparently he's the omni- omnipotent god figure that arranged all this, so he knows what he's yeah. doing. So in the end, they meet back up where they had their enchanting romantic night where she's in the park watching a movie. Outdoor movie. She's throwing away the M&Ms with color because there was a line earlier. Matthew McConaughey was like. Their first date. Uh, yeah, their first date. Matthew McConaughey said. A lot to eat the uh, brown M and M's because they have less artificial color. Which, by the way, he says this is his. Brown. This is the most amazing date he's ever been on. Apparently, outdoor movies not really a popular thing like they are now in two thousand one. I feel like everybody does those all the time now. Also, like not to be a dick, but that's the most amazing date you've ever been on. Like that's you don't have a good history of dating. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's like that's a fine date. Thing I've ever done in the city. Watching an outdoor movie. Oh. Right. Ever been to an outdoor movie? be a lot cooler if you did also i one of the okay, so at the very end they obviously they get together it's like a romantic moment where it's like i i didn't end up with fran i'm here for you j-lo and they kiss uh and then they're together the end super romantic Good for them matthew mcconaughey looking back at his career from where i see him now like through the scope of true detective and Lincoln Lawyer and Mud and Interstellar, <laughs> Interstellar, all those movies. Looking back at him in The Wedding Planner, he's such a natural actor. I, I maybe he's, this is just he's like so good. hindsight. He's so good because like every single line of his, it almost sounds like he wrote it himself or something like exactly. That. Yeah, yeah. Like there's so many moments where I'm just like he put his own twist on this, and he's such a naturalistic actor that. I have no idea why he got cast as like this heartthrob in every movie I'm a because guy. I also he's handsome or whatever, I well. guess, but he's not like his hair, maybe just early 2000s. His hair is fucking awful. He's, he's certainly grown more attractive with age. Good for you, Matt. Good for you, Matt. He just, he's the, probably the best actor. I mean, JLo does a good job too. Fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like Matthew McConaughey in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, God damn. Like this is totally the beginning <laughs> Of his true detective character, like he marries J Lo and they have a child, and then the child ends up dying tragically, and he <laughs> becomes his a, a cop. Comes a cop. his ponytail out. Yeah, like this easily could be the setup to the, his true detective character. J Lo, I need to tell you about Carcosa. J Lo, Carcosa, Yellow King, Yellow Wedding Planner. <laughs> How many weddings have you actually been to? That's a really Putting good question. I'm going to guess under 10, but towards that direction. So maybe past five. Under 10, under 10. so anywhere from zero to nine. No, more than five, but maybe more than under five? 10. Yeah. Okay. I, I think probably five plus on my part mm-hmm. would probably make sense. Like maybe five or six. I can't really remember. I, I mean, I've been I've been like the uh, Bible bearer for a wedding once Jesus, when I was really, really? little. Yeah, it was like a very religious ceremony, and I was a Bible bearer. You're a very religious person. We all know this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Insanely. <laughs> well, here's religious. what happened. 
I was part of this wedding party. I was just a little kid. I was holding the Bible. And I went up and I was standing by the altar. Religious wedding ceremonies, though, go on for so long because it's everyone's reading this passage, that passage, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm just a little kid and I'm standing up there holding this big, heavy Bible. And I start to doze off standing up in front of everybody. Good. And I drop the Bible in this church straight Fucking to the making ground. a statement, even as a child. This is what I think about your institutions. Thunk. Bam. Huge slam sound. It echoed. And nobody turned to look at me. I don't know if that's because it was just too short or whatever, except for one woman who was at the front row stared daggers at me for the rest of the ceremony. I wonder who this was, Chris. Who could it have been? I don't know her. Okay. So, yeah, I no. thought you were going to say it? it was the wedding planner. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Good, good segue. <laughs> oh, good sorry. Segue. Yeah. Oh, shit. Can we take, <laughs> let's take that again. Let's go back. Let's take that again. It was the wedding planner. Oh, man. It was the wedding planner. Staring daggers. Why was she sitting in the front row? Who knows? But she was there. <laughs> You would think that she'd be in the back overseeing everything, but no, she's got to be at the front. So yeah, my question is, of all the weddings you've gone to, have you noticed the wedding planner Never, ever? Ever. No. Ever. So, I, so in the wedding planner, they she's like the fucking general on the field commanding the troops. Going, And she's in every every uh, p- finger in every pie. She's dealing with the food. She's dealing with the guests. She's dealing with the audiovisual. Never seen a wedding planner. No. And I, I like, sometimes I think I've seen one where... There's somebody like organizing stuff, but I've never gone up and talked to them. I've never said anything to them. I, I don't know. It's one of those things where they're supposed to just be in the background, making sure everything runs smoothly. Maybe that's the point, Chris. Maybe they're like if a good wedding planner is controlling everything, but never seen. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Like they're Batman. to be heard, but not seen. Yeah. Hanging out in the back. Well, also not heard either. They're to be <laughs> not heard and not seen. They're like the wind. You know, they control everything, but you're not going to. They're not going to see them, but you will feel their effects. I think as a good wedding guest, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to notice them. You're not supposed to talk to them. <laughs> so, Do you know at, what I mean? Until after. At the wedding that we're going to go to, I'm going to deliberately look for the wedding planner, but but like play it cool. You know what I mean? So I'll like, I'll, si- I'll sidle up to them and be like, hey, man, I see what you're doing. Good job. Hey. Good job. I, I'm not going to get in the way. I just want to be like, hey, I see, I see what you're doing. I respect it. And uh, good luck to you. Yeah. Just like walk up and be like, hey. You uh, like Jennifer Lopez? <laughs> I'm going to slide out of my breast pocket a DVD copy of The Wedding Planner and wink at them and then slide it back into my into my pocket. Actually, this is this is a good this is a good place to do this here. Let's let's role play here. I'm The Wedding Planner. Now you're speaking my language. All right, yeah, let's role play here. I'm The Wedding Planner and you're a sexy German nurse. <laughs> So you're going to you're going to approach me as yourself and you're going to try and like get in with me as the wedding planner. Uh, what, right? what does that mean get in with you as the wedding planner? Like am I trying to become a wedding planner? Am I trying to seduce no, you? No, 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 you're like trying to you're you're doing the approach like you you're not sure if I'm the wedding planner or not. You you have your you suspect I am. So yeah. All right. So it's you, Joshua. You're going to come up to me. I'm the wedding planner. All right, we're at the wedding. Okay, so table three, they need more salmon. Table three needs more salmon. Okay, we put two briskets on table three. Hey, it's uh, not... ex- excuse me. Uh, are you the yes? uh, wedding planner? Yeah, and I'm extremely busy right now. What do you want? Okay, just want to let you know about this great podcast I do with my friend Chris. Uh, it's called Two uh-huh. Guys in a Wedding. Uh, we watch the wedding planner among many other wedding-themed things. We talk really? about wedding planners all the time. Uh, I'd like to have you to come on as, as a guest. I would I would love to. Hey, hang on, hang on one second. Yeah, yeah, Sam in table three. Yeah, I would I would absolutely love to come on to that podcast. That sounds fantastic. I'm so you, glad you sound you smart, it. so I'm sure your partner sounds even smarter. I almost didn't even come up to you to ask you this. I was just really embarrassed, really scared. Um, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, can I give you? Can I? Do you have an email? Do you have a card I can email you at? Oh yeah, it's uh, weddingplanner at weddings.net. 
Weddingplanner at weddings.com? Weddings.net. Oh com, my I god, I'm get. so sorry. I always make that no, mistake. No, it's okay. It's not a big deal. It happens all the time. So anyway, tell me about this guy you do the podcast with. Oh, he's a dick. With, I, I run it really mostly myself. Really? Because yeah. he sounds really no, hot and really, he sounds very smart. It's really just me. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what lessons are there to be drawn from this movie? What, what lessons can we take out of this movie? It's totally Joshua. okay to go on a date with a beautiful woman uh, if you're, you know, engaged. So, Oh, yeah. Do that. S- second thoughts before your wedding, <laughs> totally acceptable to experiment. Yes. That's a fine time. You should, because if anything, yeah. it proves that you either love the woman you're going to marry or you shouldn't get married. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, you should absolutely have your really, really attractive wedding planner spend all the time alone with your fiance as much as possible, even. Yes, and it's it's probably a good idea to be super suspicious of any attractive woman that talks to your partner. <laughs> this movie does kind of establish that, like, you should be a little bit on edge. When you see an attractive <laughs> person talk to your partner, you should be like, for sure, they're going to leave me for them every time. It, it pays to to just, you know, better safe than sorry. Is that a good lesson? Is that a good lesson <laughs> to take from this movie? No. What lesson do we draw from Massimo? I mean, because in my mind, that poor guy, he was lied to by the father, mm-hmm. right? Because the dad he was He comes like, to this country under the, the guise that he is going to be married to a beautiful to woman. To be married. Yes. And he's a hard worker. He's a carpenter, apparently. <laughs> he builds that dollhouse for J-Lo. And... He also builds a like ornamental bird nest for J Lo. He does. Yeah, he, he, right. the, he's they establish he's a hardworking guy. He and he'll try his best to make her happy, and it doesn't matter in the end, which is totally okay. I mean, Massimo, mm-hmm. take no for an answer. That's okay. And he does. He, and he and he does. Yeah. So is Massimo the hero that we've been waiting for? Is he the one that we really draw the lessons from? I, I mean, evidently, and if there's a sequel, which we all know there will be. Um, Massimo's time That's going to be Wedding Planner 2 Massimo's turn Will be the title of this Massimo's turn You know Despite the fact that There's a ton of Weddings in this movie And there's just Wedding planning We don't actually see The wedding payoff In the end No Yeah Like the wedding Is Is like the 10 Every single wedding Is like the 10 minutes Before the wedding like we don't see the food, we don't see the reception. But we do see that one reception where everybody's throwing plates everywhere, and Judy Greer's freaking out about the plates. Well, as I say, we do see some receptions. We see the beginning, the lead up, and then we see the reception usually after all the events have taken place. People are like eating and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do see one best man speech. Every wedding movie, for some reason, sneaks <laughs> in a best man speech. Uh, she's feeding the best man speech over an earpiece. Yes, and then man. Fran shows up with sunglasses. And she's like, "Nice move!" Like, like she knows the tricks of the trade or whatever. It's great. Yeah, exactly. She, she's like an agent, like a spy, <laughs> calling her out in that moment. The old feeding the best man is lines trick. Yeah, you are that. You are you are as good as they say you are. They said you were the best. God damn it, they were right. <laughs> so always a best man speech, but not a lot of like w- wedding attendee etiquette. To be to be drawn from this movie. Yes, the attendees are cattle. They are just there for the show. It's a shame. All right. Well, I guess those are those are the major lessons to be drawn from this movie. Do you have any other any other notes? Any other things about Massimo? Maybe <laughs> about Massimo? Not so much. Uh, this has just reignited my my flame for early two thousand Jennifer Lopez movies. As I I said at the top of the hour. Uh, I need to give Made in Manhattan a rewatch, evidently. Um, so that's next on my own recreational list, apart from our project here, which, you know, is top priority. 
top priority. And then we have other things. You know what actually I will say about this movie? I think that my favorite rom-coms of all time have like a philosophical standpoint for each character. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Where like one character has one view and another character has another view and it's about them like hashing out those two philo- like philosophies throughout the movie. Like before Sunrise and like that whole series mm-hmm. has that idea attached to it. Or when Harry met Sally, they both have like these varying like philosophies on relationships. Mm-hmm. And then you see them like hash it out throughout the entire movie over several years. I don't think this movie has that at all. Like JLo <laughs> and Matthew McConaughey, you think are going to have like kind of differing views on weddings and stuff. Like she's like this super anal retentive wedding planner who needs every detail like super he'd specific. he'd be like, Mr. All right, everybody relax, you know? Yeah, he's like laid back and relaxed and he's, he's cool about everything. But uh, later on, she's just like, no, I kind of agree. I want a small wedding, too. <laughs> like, they don't really disagree on a lot of stuff. So where's the drama? Where's the conflict? Well, you think that they would like hash something like that out or whatever. But really, they are just kind of meant for each other. And it's hard to then argue with that while watching the movie where it's like, well, they both, I guess, want a, a beach wedding. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think like. I, I experienced a little bit of that in well as well in terms of like the I've never really thought about it, but are romantic comedies situations in which the two characters that end up together they're both the protagonists? You know what I mean? Or, or yeah. is it them rising above conflict to succeed together at the end? It's, it's not just about making out with each other; it's about th- that they both win. You know, so this has kind of changed my view on romantic comedies a little bit. So, Wedding Planner two thousand one, oh boy, there's a lot to unpack. Packs a punch. It's like a but it's like buddy cop film with benefits. Is it what a romantic <laughs> comedy is? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I see. I know exactly what I mean. God damn it, you get the job done. You're a loose cannon, but god damn it, I'm gonna marry you. I'm gonna marry you. I'm so in love with you, Lieutenant. So uh that's gonna be it for the first episode, I think. Wow. So I guess uh any final thoughts? No. No? No. Did- so let's do our, our final check in here. Uh Joshua, are you married? Uh not yet. Me neither. <laughs>